from Chattanooga, Tennessee. It's time for the Gospel Mailbox with Donnie Bryson. If you would like to contact the ministry, you may call Donnie at 423-355-3859. Write Donnie at P.O. Box 2446, Chattanooga, Tennessee, 37409. Or email him at this email address, preacher at gospelmailbox.org. And now for today's lesson, here's Donnie Bryson. Welcome to another treatment of the International Sunday School Lesson. Today's lesson is entitled, The Song of Moses. And it's taken from Deuteronomy, the 32nd chapter, verses 3-6, verses 10-14, through 14, and then verses 18. And it's for October the 9th, 22, 2022, lesson number 6. Now, a little background information. The children of Israel were in bondage in Egypt. Now, remember back to when the children of Israel were in bondage in Egypt. Then God called Moses to lead the children of Israel out of that bondage. If you remember back now, Pharaoh resisted letting the children of Israel go. And then God struck Egypt with all of those plagues. And Pharaoh finally agrees to let the children of Israel go. But then he changes his mind and he chases the children of Israel. And him and his army are drowned in the Red Sea. Then the children of Israel... Uh, when they got close to the promised land, sent spies to look out uh, into the land. And 10 of the spies came back and were extremely afraid and wanted the children of Israel to go back into Egypt. And a lot of the children of Israel decided that's what they wanted to do. And God chastised them for that and told them that only the two spies who came back with a good report, who were not afraid, would be the only two adults of that generation who would be able to go into the promised land. The children of the children of Israel would be able to go into the promised land. So this triggered the children of Israel wandering around in the desert for 40 years. And then Moses was also told that he was not going to go into the promised land. And that Joshua would lead the children of Israel into the promised land. And today's lesson is right before the mantle of leading the children of Israel was turned over to Joshua. 
And this is pretty much, well, Moses's last testimony to the children of Israel. This song that he sang and taught them. This song of Moses. Deuteronomy 32 and 3. For I will proclaim the name of the Lord, ascribe greatness to our God. We need to, in every opportunity we get, we need to talk about how good our God is. Focus on the goodness and greatness of God. The psalmist said in Psalm 150 and 2, Praise him for his mighty deeds. Praise him according to his excellent greatness. And Paul told the Ephesians, And what is the immeasurable greatness of his power toward us who believe according to the working of his great might? See, if we, when we're focusing on the goodness of God, the problems don't seem so bad. The challenges don't seem so insurmountable when we're focusing on the greatness of God and talking about the greatness of God and sharing the greatness of God with each other. Deuteronomy 32 and 4. The rock, his work is perfect, for all his ways are justice. A God of faithfulness and without iniquity, just and upright is he. You know, Paul was telling the Corinthians, 1 Corinthians 10 and 4, and all drank the same spiritual drink, for they drank from the spiritual rock that followed them, and the rock was Christ. See, the imagery of God being our rock is the fact that he is a sure foundation it's if you depend on God, he does not let you slip and slide and he holds you up. He is that firm foundation. Deuteronomy 32, 5 and 6. They have dealt corruptly with him. They are no longer his children because they are blemished. They are a crooked and twisted generation. Do you thus repay the Lord, you foolish and senseless people? Is not he your father who created you, who made you and established you? So here, God was having Moses remind the children of Israel how that they had backslidden and stumbled. And they needed to resist that 
weakness. And we see how through the history of the children of Israel, how that they had multiple times where they stumbled. In the book of Judges, Judges 2 and 19, but whenever the judge died, they turned back and were more corrupt than their fathers, going after other gods, serving them and bowing down to them. They did not drop any of their practices or their stubborn ways. So we see here, especially if you read through the book of Judges, and it seems like if you read it very thoroughly, every single backsliding seems to be worse than the one in front of it. So it's like they keep getting worse and worse as time went on. And we find that oftentimes in people's lives and in our own lives. If we are struggling with stuff and we, we repeatedly backslide, it is we keep getting worse and worse as time goes on. That's why we have to really resist backsliding and resist that failings and the fallings uh, out of the will of God because we will keep getting worse and our hearts will get hardened and keep getting harder as time goes on. That's why we have to keep pressing on to the mark of the high calling. And also too, notice how that Moses is reminding the children of Israel that God is their father. And we need to remember that too. Paul was talking to the Galatians, and because your sons, God has sent the spirit of his son into your hearts, crying, Abba, Father. Remember, you're a child of God. Okay? Deuteronomy 32 and 10. He found him in a desert land in the howling waste of the wilderness. He encircled him. He cared for him. He kept him as the apple of his eye. Now I tell you what we really need to do when we read this particular verse we have to keep reminding ourselves which one of these pronouns, who the person is for that particular pronoun. Now let's look at this verse again. He found him in a desert land. That is God found the children of Israel in a desert land. Now that desert land is a metaphor for the slavery in Egypt. Okay? 
Now, he encircled him. God encircled the children of Israel in his protective, his protective covering. He cared for him. God cared for the children of Israel. He kept him as the apple of his eye. God kept the children of Israel as the apple of God's eye. So, in other words, God loved the children of Israel and focused on them and cared for them. Okay? Deuteronomy 32, 11, and 12. Like an eagle that stirs up its nest, that flutters over its young, spreading out its wings, catching them, bearing them on its pinions, the Lord alone guided him. No foreign God was with him. Now, it's important for us to understand that eagles are very good parents. They care for their young. They are very nurturing parents. You know, Isaiah was talking along those same lines. Isaiah 31 and 5, like birds hovering, so the Lord of hosts will protect Jerusalem. He will protect and deliver it. He will spare and rescue it. But let's stop and think again a little more about this concept of how God is like a parent eagle. Now, I have a, you can read the entire quote on my website where Dr. John Gill talks about the parenting of an eagle. And Dr. Gill's talking and he says that, that an eagle, a parent eagle, when it comes to its nest, it will flutter its wings to keep from startling the young chicks that are in the nest. So it gives them a warning so they don't get it startled and go fall out of the nest. And Brother Gill is making the, makes the point, which makes sense to me, that that's what this stirring up the nest that this that Moses is talking about is how that God 
dealt with the children of Israel and progressively uh, dealt with them to keep them from having to take it all in at once. It was a little bit of a progressive uh, movement from where they started from to where they needed to be. And I believe that that is the way God deals with all of us from time to time. When we have a very large task that we need to be working in, we need to be dealing with, and God will begin to stir up the nest and flutter wings and give us a warning to keep us from having everything hit on us at once. Okay? Deuteronomy 32, 13 and 14. He made him ride on the high places of the land. He ate the produce, the produce of the field, and he suckled from the honey out of the rock and oil out of the flinty rock, curds from the herd and milk from the flock, with fat of lambs, rams of Bashan, and goats. With the very finest of the wheat, you drank foaming wine and made from the blood of the grapes. So we see here how the Song of Moses is talking about all the blessings that God was giving the children of Israel and how he was going to be blessing them and taking care of them and how he had been blessing them. And a reminder, and we need to think, think through all the blessings that God has giving us, given us throughout our lives and all the times God has taken care of us and be reminded of all those times. Deuteronomy 32 and 18, you were unmindful of the rock that bore you and you forgot the God who gave you birth. And we need to look at the history of the children of Israel that went through the wilderness and look through the history of judges and the early days of the kingdom and the later days of the kingdom and how that forgetting God and forgetting his blessings, how the ramifications of that are and we need to be careful in our own lives to not forget God. Now concluding thoughts. Really basically I want us to just I want to leave you all with two concluding thoughts. First off God is the source of all good, and we need to be reminded of that and keep that in our minds at all times. 
God is the source of all good that we get. And we need to give him credit for that. The second thing is, it's just like Moses taught the children of Israel these truths in song. Music has a very important place in the ministry. It has a very important place in our spiritual life. So praise God with song every opportunity that you possibly can. And those of us that write a few songs, write a new song. I mean, the Bible even says, sing to the Lord a new song. I think we need to be creative and make up songs. They don't have to be hits. But the act of actually creating a new song, of singing one that you hadn't ever sung before, is an act of worship. Worship God in every opportunity that you can. Well, friends, good Lord willing, I'll be back with you next weekend. You have been listening to The Gospel Mailbox with Donnie Bryson. If you would like to contact the ministry, you may call Donnie at 423-355-3859. Write Donnie at P.O. Box 2446, Chattanooga, Tennessee, 37409. Or email him at this email address, preacher at thegospelmailbox.org.